The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. G. Cobb with you on VoiceAmerica.com. And we got a, we got plenty to talk about tonight because, of course, tomorrow is the NFL Draft. And uh, that's just going to be uh, amazing uh, that you're going to have the, uh, the draft with, of course, all of its complications and all the things going on with that, uh, which is going to make things very, very interesting. Now, I'd like to introduce, of course, my co-host, uh, Micah Warren. And, uh, Micah, uh, things have already started. You, you've got the Arizona Cardinals having lowered what they're asking for for Anquan Bolden to a second-round pick and consideration. And considerations, correct. So uh, whatever that includes, you know, and, and I, you know, I basically am of the uh, attitude where this is you got to start winning some of these battles. Okay, you didn't get Tony Gonzalez yesterday. Okay, right. now you come back today. You got to start winning some of these battles. Don't expect to win in February if you're not going to win now. That means you got to start coming back with some players. So you know, you, you would love to see them uh, be able to grab Bolden, especially with all the salary cap room they got and everything. And, and what he would do, uh, of course, for the football team, you got a, you got another great playmaker you would add to the football team. If they came out of this draft with uh, the left tackle and their wide receiver, and they can still make their pick at 21 and maybe get no Sean, you've got to consider that a big draft weekend. That's a, that's a successful draft. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, you know, uh, this is a time in which they're in a great situation. They came into the situation in a great situation because – you know, they had gave up things in the past. You know, they didn't do, you know, they gave up some things in the last couple drafts. So they should, you know, it should be where they, they have a big draft. I mean, they got all this money. Uh, they got all these picks. You know, uh, I, I see it where I'm not jumping up, you know, and, and, uh, and talking about how great a job they did. They come in with more ammunition than everybody. They should leave out of there with more than, you know, with, with a lot at least. No, you're right, exactly, and this is why you stockpile picks. This is why you do those things, so now you can cash in. This is but, the time but to cash in. You've got to cash in. I mean, if you don't cash in, you know, especially you've got proven players. I'd rather have some proven players rather than all these draft picks because how, what do you, what, how, how much are you wrong? 60% of the time, 50% of the time, uh, yeah. 40% of the time, you, you know you're going to have guys that can't play. Yeah, if you're going to pay a guy a lot of money, you might as well know if he can play or not. You know, you would figure because – uh, I, and I wonder if they were to sit down and figure out how, many, how much money they waste on guys. You find out, we gave that guy all this money. He was a great draft pick. He tested out great. He's got muscles all over the place, but he can't play football. You know, right. w- you know what good is that? You know, so, um, For every you know, John I, Andrews, I, I there's a Jerome McDougal. Yeah, well, uh, we could go through a list of them. I mean, and they say, oh, man, we, we're not going to give up our draft picks. Well, 
look what you did. You got this guy here can't play. This guy here can't play. You know, oh, well, you know, so, but, the, but you know, all of the hype. And, 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 and really, I think the draft, you know, it's overdone because, you know, um, what, 40% of these guys can't play. Right. <laughs> you know, we, you know and, and the guy tests out well, and, oh, oh, man, let's take a look, you know, this is what, where he grew up at, and look how he works, and blah, blah, blah. He works out so hard and everything. Uh, oh, 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 we forgot to say, okay, we found out after the first couple of years he can't play. He stinks at football. Yeah, it's it's bad. He, might as well might as well go get guys that you know can play. You might as well get guys who know can play. Well, gee, especially where the Eagles are. If you're the Lions, all right, stockpile picks. You got a lot of you got a lot of fixing to do. The Eagles have a good team in place. They went to the NFC Championship game. It's only a few moves here and there that's going to put them over the top. You know, they don't have a roster full of holes. Yeah, well, uh, I agree. And and but 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 see, you know, in, in thinking about you know just a move here or there. I, you know, it, 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 it's, it's different than that. It's not just getting – you've got to have guys that can play in those big games that are going to put you over the top, the guys that are going to make a play here or there that's going to put you over the top. You know, th- that's the thinking. And, 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 and you've got to realize the, um, the bar is set high for them. Oh, of course, because they've already proven they can get deep into the playoffs, but they've proven that they haven't been able to get over the top because they've always gotten, like, right to the, the doorstep. And then – they were missing that one or two guys, you know, one or two playmakers on defense maybe last year, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, um, you know, that, that, that's the whole thing is uh, of, of getting to the point to where, you know, you, you get over the top. And uh, I don't know if – do they have Bob up yet? Um, well, anyway, we get a chance to talk to, to Bob uh, Cunningham. He's, he's going to talk on the show. And, of course, he, you know, he contributes on the, uh, the website. So, uh, with regards to – uh, the, the draft, of course. Uh, everybody's talking about no Sean Marino, uh, the guy they're targeting. There's no guarantee they're going to get him because, you know, they're drafting at 21. You know, are they going to be able to move up? Uh, if they move up, are they going to keep caught moving up uh, and then wind up not getting their guy? So, you know, that, that's, that's going to be a chancy uh, proposition. So, we'll I, move I, up and I hope the guy they get can't play. What's that? We'll move up and then the guy can't play. Well, you know, that, <laughs> that happens. a possibility, too. Yeah, that, that that can happen, you know. Uh, <laughs> but if they were, if they can somehow get Bolden with a second, I mean, their their draft in this in the second round is terrible, as it is. They might as well get rid of those second round picks, like the the Bears get rid of their first. Yeah, you know, it, it, and and uh, in, in, in fairness, it, it is a crapshoot. You have some guys that test out well, they do all this, do all of that, and, and you find out, you know, you can do everything, everything else, but you can't play though. Oh, 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 then that's a problem. <laughs> well, gee, what, what if the Cardinals came to you and said it's going to take that second and Sheldon? The second and Sheldon? Would you do it? Uh, that's a lot. Uh, that is a lot, because now at 21, you might have to look uh, you, know, uh, you know, uh, You know, Sheldon is not. I'm not trading Sheldon. Uh, you know, I'll give you Reggie Brown. You guys, you guys are giving up a receiver. You need a receiver, right? We've got Reggie Brown. Here, take him. <laughs> You're proud, you know. I'll be thrilled. You know what? Opposite you know, and, and honestly, Reggie Brown will go out there and and and, uh, and help them. You know, in, in fairness, I mean, Reggie Brown's not a terrible receiver. See, no, he's not. Mary, uh, Reggie Brown is getting the Mike uh, Mamula treatment, which is Mike Mamula wasn't a terrible pro. Mike Mamula no, was not a bust. Mike Mamula, though, shouldn't have been drafted as high as he was. He could have gone in maybe the late first round or the second round. And the guy started every year he played, meaning like he came in his rookie year, he started on a playoff team, 
He started yep. on a few playoff teams, I think, I mean, at least two, uh, with Ray Rhodes. Uh, and he contributed. He had like seven, eight sacks. It's not terrible. That's not, that's not a bust. Oh, he led the league in, ta- in sacks one year. He had seven and a half sacks, led the team. So yeah. if he was that bad, nobody else on the team was doing anything. But see, the thing that happens, just like with Reggie Brown, it's, it depends on who he's being compared to. And see, Mike Mamula was playing against Warren Sapp his whole career, just like Reggie Brown has been playing in comparison to Terrell Owens. And, 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 and those guys are, aren't, uh, they're not good in those comparisons. Even though they're not terrible, they're not like terrible players. Uh, they're just not great, dominant. You know, they're not uh, you know Hall of Fame, uh, Pro Bowl Hall of Fame type players. They're not. But they're they're not. They're, you know, it's not where they're t- you know terrible. But the, the comparison when you get put in a, a, a comparison with a certain guy, that's what ends up making them look bad. But like I said, if you got a great receiver, uh, you know, it, it, in the mix where you got Fitzgerald, you got Breslin out there, I think. Reggie Brown could go out there and help them. I mean, he, he, he could make some plays. He's not going to drop. He could, he could run some routes. He'll catch the ball. He's not going to be getting double teamed. You know, everybody's going to be trying to stop Fitzgerald. And that's where uh, I think that's where he would flourish. He would have flourished back here in the same situation, you know, rather than being the quote-unquote supposed to be the feature guy. So, so I think uh, so that's why I say Reggie Brown. Here, here, they got Reggie Brown. You can take him. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, think, you know, if he was opposite Owens with the Eagles, I mean, exactly. I mean, he would have been a better opposite than Pinkston. I mean, I like Pinkston okay, too. I'm not ragging on Pinkston. But. Well, Pinkston, Pinkston served the role in that he was the uh, Alvin Harper, you know, which is right. he's basically running deep, he's getting deep, he's stretching the field, and, uh, you know, you've got a guy that's playing a role. And, and, and that's what most receivers are. They're role players. That's why you need that feature guy. And then he, he lets everybody else be comfortable doing what they do, you know, rather than asking a guy that is a role player to be the guy. That's where the problem is, and that's – you know, that's really more Andy Reid than it is uh, Reggie Brown, really. I mean, sure, absolutely. I mean, could you imagine how good Deshaun Jackson would be opposite Anquan Bolden? Oh, man, and, I mean. And Curtis goes to the slot oh, or is his most yeah. natural position? Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, you know, and you know you can let these guys play, uh, play roles, and, uh, and you got, you know, uh, a guy that's going to come, come in and dominate. And then, you know, I, I want to see them do something about, you know, this, uh, as I go back to that tight end blocking. They should have a. They should be able to run the ball on anybody. You got the line, and, and I I, um, I I want to see them uh, give Nick Cole a shot at that center position because yeah. Jamal Jackson he's got to step up his game. Get get some tight ends blocking, and, and they should be able to run the ball on anybody. And with that run threat, now when you when you go play action and you got that speed outside, that's what really kills teams. Is if you got a running game and you got speed outside. As a safety, you're caught in the middle, and you really can't do everything. But uh, we're, we're going to continue. Of course, we're going to get into the draft. We'll continue talking about the draft. We're going to talk about, you know, this whole thing with Bolden and whether the Eagles are going to get him or not. But we'll continue with the on. Decob in the house. The Eagles in the draft. Hey, it's going to be tomorrow. We'll be back with you in a moment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. 
It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. The Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like... Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our... Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like... See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you... Cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb, back with you on... Uh, VoiceAmerica.com, and, of course, we're talking about all these things going on, um, many of them centering on the Eagles, but you've got the draft tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be an interesting draft because you've got quarterbacks involved, and nobody knows really where these quarterbacks are going to go, especially Mark Sanchez. And so that's going to make people, you know, it's going to make some, put some interesting first-round moves uh, because somebody can move up and try to get him. Different things are going to happen, but you've got the scenarios uh, working out. Uh, you've got a lot of teams that are up, uh, up, up there at the top who don't want to be up at the top because you're going to spend the big money. You don't know whether a guy can play or not. You've got to give the guy a fortune. So we're going to get into that. And, of course, we've got Michael Warren, uh, my co-host, who is, uh, of course, uh, contributing uh, to the show. And also would like to welcome uh, Bob Cunningham and Bob uh, uh, contributes to uh, gcob.com uh, as well. And uh, 
So, so Bob, what, what's your whole thinking on uh, the Eagles in the draft? What, what do you think they're going to do? What, what do you expect tomorrow? Uh, I think if they're smart, uh, they'll just stay at 21, take the best player on the board. You don't have a lot of holes on that team, like you guys were saying earlier. So you don't need to be trading up for players and doing this and doing that. So uh, I think they're in a position right now where they can just sit, take uh, Moreno or Pettigrew, whoever it, whoever it may be, or even trade out of the first round again, as they love to do. I'm but fine with see, that. See, my, my thinking is I, I don't think they will, they will take Pettigrew, though. And the reason is is that I just don't think – I think the Eagles think that, that, that Brett Selleck now, – now let me put, this, put it this way. I would like to see them take Pettigrew if they got the shot at him, meaning like if you didn't have Marino there, grab Pettigrew, grab a back a little later on, uh, because I think Pettigrew would just he's – he's a big physical guy who uh, also is a pretty good receiver uh, who would just uh, – would, would make them, I think, a better, a better football team. But I don't think they're going to grab him because they, they feel like Selleck is a starter and they'll get some tight ends later on that are going to be backups. Remember that you know, they got Selleck in the fifth round. So uh, from what I understand, they, they would uh, even look at backing up if they don't have the guy they want um, and maybe get, a, you know, uh, and get something else uh, either in the third round or, you know, um, or second round or something, somehow get, to, get some additional picks. But we'll see what happens with that. But uh, uh, Michael, what's your what's your take on what do you think they're they're going to do, and what do you think they should do? Who knows what they're going to do? If if Moreno's not there, or if for some reason they don't really like him, if it's, if the guy you you don't love at twenty one, I don't think you should take somebody just to take them necessarily. If you don't like him, I mean, if you do, go ahead. Like like Bob said, even if it's not a need position, but you like the guy, I have no I'll go up. I have no problem with them trading down. No problem. Increase your chances. They cost less. And again, not to sound like Banner. But it, they do cost less. Your risks are lower, and you increase your chances because you've gotten more guys. Uh, now, you know, in talking about that, you know, uh, you know, in, in going down and trading down uh, in the draft, and uh, and the whole cost of these guys up top. I mean, I think it's getting to the point to where, uh, you know, all the money that is being paid out, it's getting to the point to where it, it's making the top picks less valuable. It, it's, it's just as simple as that. Uh, a lot of teams are looking at saying. We're, we're basically uh, risking our whole franchise because of this guy. We don't even know whether he can play or not. We mean we're, we're going to pay this guy more than anybody on our football team, and, and he hasn't done anything. He hasn't contributed to the team, and we don't know whether he, he can play or not. So, you know, uh, how, how do you guys feel about that? That's your reward for going 0-16. Your reward is you get to pay a guy $40 million guaranteed that's never done anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that, uh... reward. <laughs> That sounds about right. Um, I mean, with the Lions, though, they uh, everyone's talking about Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think that's a that's a grave mistake that will set that that franchise back another five years at least. You you got to have the line. You can't David Carr the guy. I mean, Carr had uh, he had some talent, but you can't throw from your back. Well, that's no, true. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if you're if you're in a situation where you know you're not getting the the protection up front, it doesn't matter. Who the quarterback is, and, and that's why you know just grabbing a quarterback and, and getting the guy killed is not the smartest thing. But uh, also, you know, if you get a quarterback and he's the wrong guy, meaning like you go with Stafford, and we you, you find out that you know he's got a great arm, but he, he's not a good quarterback. You know, that's he's not, at least great he's, not arm. he's not quick enough mentally uh, to be uh, a, a dominant player on the pro level, and, and that's something you don't know. Uh, so you know that's the kind of thing that I wonder if um, if it's worth taking a risk, or you know uh, you're going to see teams that say you know 
we won't. We don't even need a lot to to, to trade out of this position. You know, well, you think it'll eventually get there where a team will say, you know what? I tell you what, give us a sixth round pick, and you can trade with us, and we'll trade back into the teens or up into the twenties. I mean, uh, it'd be amazing to get to that, but I, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if eventually, uh, maybe not this year, but eventually uh, you get to that. What do you guys think, Micah? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, it's eventually going to get to that, G, and that's when everything's going to be revamped. When people start to pass on picks, that the NFL is not going to have that. They're technically allowed to do that, but nobody does it. When that starts to happen, I think they're going to be like, all right, all right, we got to change something here, and that's it's going to come to that where it's not worth picking. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, right. uh, Bob. What, what's your what's your take on it? Yeah, they they need to set something up uh, similar to the NBA. Um, I mean, you can't do it exactly the way NBA does it because they only have two rounds. So there's not a whole lot to figure out. But you need to figure out a scale where, you know, the, the first guy, he's getting so much, and then you go on a percentage from there. Because Matt Ryan got, what was it, $37.5 million guaranteed. He hadn't taken a snap. Now that looks like it's going to pan out, but how about all the ones over the past years? Just quarterbacks who haven't, Tim Couch, Alex Smith, getting all that money and have, have done nothing. You don't think Alex Smith is good? No, <laughs> just kidding. He's brutal. I mean, no, you know what? Ruined. And that's that's exactly what Schwartz is looking at in in Detroit. He only need to look as far as the Niners. If if Alex Smith was worth a darn, you can't tell me Nolan's not still the coach. He's gone because Alex Smith stinks, and it sets the franchise back so far. And Schwartz will be gone in three years too if, if Stafford can't play. Same thing. I, you know, it makes the, you wonder. You know, Alex uh, Smith though was uh, you, uh, you North Turner kind of leaving. Wait, what did you say? North Turner leaving. Uh, that really hurt Alex Smith. He was making some uh, significant strides with North Turner, and then when he jumped ship for the uh, San Diego job, it all it just it was gone. It was, it was back to the same old Alex Smith. And, and you know, and the the thing uh, that uh, you know, a good quarterback coach and and, and a good uh, offensive coordinator are going to do. They're going to work first of all, starting the quarterback out, doing what he does best. They're going to work to his strengths. Now, if you have a guy that's just saying, "Look, we just." We're just going to run the offense. I mean, like, we're not going to try to take, uh, tailor, tailor the offense to the quarterback. We're just running the offense. Uh, then you're going to have a quarterback a lot of times that's going to take, a t- take some time uh, to come around. And that, that's what, uh, that looks like is what's going on out in San Francisco. They basically told them, look, you're just another guy now. You're just another guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not catering uh, the offense and the team uh, to fit you and going out of our way to see that you grow, which – it's kind of amazing that basically it's almost like they, they have, you know, given up on the guy uh, when you think about it. Now, uh, we've got to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, Mark Sanchez, what do, you, what do you guys think is going to happen with Mark Sanchez tomorrow, who's going to be a key part of the draft because, you know, is, is Washington going to move up and get him? Uh, are you going to have the uh, Seattle? Is Seattle going to grab him? Uh, you know, uh, who is going to grab Mark Sanchez? Uh, Micah? I think that's the biggest question of the whole draft. Nobody knows where he's going to go. Is he going to go up high? Is someone going to trade to get him? That's got to be the biggest question of the first round. Um, I, no idea what's going to happen with that. No idea. Bob, you have an idea? I don't. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I hope the Redskins move up to get him. I, I really hope they trade their draft away, Ricky Williams style, trade up, get Sanchez, and uh, just irk Campbell down to the bone. He, re- he requests a trade, will demand a trade, and just sends that franchise into a, into a frenzy. 
But I, I, I think um, it's going to be a surprise. I think someone's going to move up, probably into the top five, to get him. I'm yeah, I think, that's gonna, I think that's what's going to happen. Because everyone's gonna, or, I mean, he very well could slide. But I think there's too much of a game going on where everybody else thinks everybody's after him, and they're, somebody's going to make a move to do it. And, and if you think but about you it, got, people in the top Denver, five are going to be don't forget, too willing to trade out. Uh, don't forget Denver, too. Denver, they have a 12-18, and 18, I believe. Uh, they, yeah, they package those picks. They can move up just about anywhere they want. Yeah, well, you know, it depends on, you know, how happy they are, you know, uh, really at the quarterback position. And you, you know that, uh, you know, they, they've got, you know, some, uh, really a big gap to fill there in the fact that, you know, they, uh, uh, they let the big guys get out of there, which that was a whole, that was a whole situation there. Now, uh, the draft, you, you got the draft starting out. Let's say it starts out with Stafford and you got everything moving. Uh, the Eagles, their pick, uh, you, you got uh, Marino, and everybody's talking about them grabbing Marino. Now, I know, Bob, you said you don't think they should move up. They stay where they're at, uh, even though uh, there's been a lot of talk that they are so set on getting Marino. Now, if they don't get Marino, who, who should they grab? Uh, if, they stay, if they stay where they're at and they don't get Marino, I think you have to take Pettigrew. Even if you think Brent Selleck's a starter, I think the thing, the philosophy with the draft has to be you don't draft for need because that's where you get reaches and you get busts. I think you, you take the best player on the board. But if they can find a partner to trade out, I think they trade down, uh, get some more picks in the later rounds, maybe pit, try to pick up Donald Brown in the second, maybe if they move up for him, and then a tight end um, in the third. I've, okay. seen, I've seen mocks, which just means nothing. But I've seen people having the Eagles take Donald Brown at 21 if Moreno's gone. It's yeah, a little reason. high. But it does seem a little high, but then again, I mean, it only takes one team to take a guy, you know. 31 teams could say that's too high. It only takes one to say it's not. And, you know, I, I couldn't emphasize enough to me is uh, that you've got to be right, right on the guys. You know, that's the big thing is you want to get guys that can contribute, you know, get good football players. Well, we're, con- we're going to continue uh, talking about the, uh, the uh, upcoming draft as well as talking about the whole Anquan Bolden situation, which is astonishingly um, second round pick and some considerations will get him now. So we'll continue on SportsAmerica.com, the G-Cobb in the house. We'll be back with you in a moment. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. the left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. 
Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb with you on uh, voiceamerica.com. This is G. Cobb in the house, and, of course, we're uh, talking about uh, what's going on. Uh, prior to the draft, you got the, uh, the draft coming up tomorrow, and uh, you're trying to uh, get more of an audience, so they, they backed it up a bit and uh, putting it on Saturday. And um, I could see it getting bigger and bigger because there are people that are into the draft that are not even into the in- NFL, which is amazing, but, but uh, there, there are people that are really into uh, the draft. Now, do you think the draft is that, that people make more more of the draft and the draft picks and everything than, than should be that it's not really as important as it um, as it's deemed to be? Uh, Michael, how do you feel about that? I think it is. I think it's huge. I mean, I still think you built through the draft. Uh, I think the scary part is the top end, like we were talking about before, with investing all that money. But still, to build a good deep team, you've got to do it through the draft. It, it does not work trying to do it through free agency, as the Redskins have proved time and time again. Um, so they're still important, yeah. I, I still think it, it, that that's how you build your team. Uh, Bob? Uh, yeah, just to, to piggyback uh, what Micah said, that's absolutely. I mean, it's become a spectacle, and but, I mean, everything the NFL does is a spectacle. So, uh, yeah, you've got to build the team through the draft, and I think it's just it's fun to watch uh, the drama of it, really. And you know, no, you know, what, you know what's become out of hand uh-huh. is the media coverage of it, not even just during but like the day after, the draft grades and all that nonsense, how can you grade a draft the day after? These guys even haven't practiced yet. And you got all these guys saying, oh, I give these guys an A or a B. And nobody ever goes back and says, this is what Mel Kuyper said in 03. 
this is what uh, you know Pete Prisco said three years ago. And look how off he was. Nobody ever holds accountable for it. I know it's all good and it gives the fans something to talk about and all this stuff. But God, I, mean, I don't know if there's anything more worthless in all of sports media than day after draft grade. You want to grade a draft? Look at the 2006 draft on Monday. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Uh, in, in reality, it, it is uh, preposterous to be doing that. But you know, uh, you got to realize that you know, and I know you. You do know that it's all about ratings. It's all about getting people to watch, getting people to listen, that sort of thing. It's not really, uh, they're not really doing it out of the fact that it uh, uh, really makes a lot of sense or it's really a major contribution or really tells you anything. Uh, it's basically, you know, uh, whoever got some big names that uh, one particular guy thinks are great players, uh, and you could wind up on the other end where you've got teams that know how to draft uh, for their style of play. Uh, it seems like, for instance, you know, um, I heard them saying, you know, that uh, um, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about a guy that's a Raider. I mean, not, not a Raider, maybe a Steeler. A guy that's a Steeler that they could tell. This guy is, plays the type of ball that we play. He is a Steeler in the way he plays. And, you know, to find guys like that where you draft people that can fit into your system uh, is, is very important. And uh, somebody that, that, that's going to meet a need that you have, uh, and, and be able to look through there and find the guys that are going to come in and, and contribute. Now, uh, the Eagles were able to, to, to get that contribution the first year from Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he amazingly was able to do something. Now, uh, Brent Selleck is a starter at tight end. Uh, you've got, uh, uh, of course, Westbrook. They're looking at getting the running back and everything. Now, what do you expect out of the, the people that they draft? Do you think we're going to be able to get uh, contributions in the, in the first year? And uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, you should be able to get it from a running back, should be able to. But how do you feel about the Eagles getting contributions from this, this draft class the first year? Uh, Michael? Yeah, I think it's kind of like you said. It, it depends on the position. And if they were to take a left, a left tackle, I'd say, well, probably not. <laughs> you know? But if you get a running back, someone that there's room for him to play, and it's a position that, you know, projecting a wide receiver to do anything in their rookie year, that's unheard of. Deshaun Jackson was amazing last year. It was very rare. Um, but you like to think of running back. But there's room for a running back to come in and contribute because you, you can't have Lorenzo Booker number two. I'm sorry. Even they know that. You know, there, there's room for a running back to play. Well, you know, they, uh, they're going to try to, you know, work whoever they get, work them in right away. Um, the whole thing, you know, are you going to get contributions? From the rookies this year. Now, Bob, you were saying that you know, they look like a pretty complete team. What do you think about them getting contributions from this, this rookie class the first year? Well, you know, because they are such a complete team, it's going to be uh, extremely difficult to expect any kind of, of real contribution from any of them, uh, excluding a running back. I mean, running backs have the, the easiest transition into the NFL, and I think um, you need a guy to spell Westbrook. So he could see a lot of time. Anywhere else, I don't see it. But I would I would have said the same thing about Deshaun Jackson last year. But I mean, uh, an injury to Curtis uh, Brown goes down, and 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 there he is. So uh, I mean, it, it's all contingent upon uh, you know injuries and and just what they show the the coaches in in training camp. Now I now I know Bob, you know uh, you know that you're a big believer in what the Eagles do. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have uh, you know uh, any criticism for the fact that? that at times you could, you could accuse them of maybe holding some of their rookies back where they don't push a rookie and say, look, man, we, we, we need to start getting some contributions out of you now and, and pushing the guy uh, a little more. Now, they wound up pushing Deshaun. Now, uh, now, what you said kind of says something, which is 
if Reggie Brown had been healthy, you know, we would have had uh, Deshaun sitting over there and not realize, you know what, our best receiver is sitting over there on the bench. Now, how, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think you're 100% right. Uh, you, you even saw it with Westbrook a little. Um, not really getting as many touches out of that, uh, that three-headed monster backfield they had with uh, Staley, Buck, and, and Westbrook. I mean, you even saw it there a little. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you would have had Jackson sitting on the sidelines um, just watching, uh, trying to make a name for himself returning kicks. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of something Reed's always done, um, kind of held rookies back. He doesn't really – he doesn't seem to believe in immediate rookie uh, contribution, thinks they need uh, some time to develop or something. And I think he's get them their bumps now. Well, you know, uh, you know, and I know Andy kind of cut his teeth under some guys. that It, it was really kind of a different uh, NFL with uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, really now, you know, that's not a part of the NFL. The, the NFL, if, you, if you're paying a rookie big money, you need to get him out there and, and he needs to start making some contributions. Uh, as early as possible. Of course, you don't want him losing games for you, that sort of thing. But you want to get him involved. You want to go ahead and get him out there. Because if you drafted him very high, you drafted him high because he's, he's, uh, he's probably a guy with great, um, you know, great talent, uh, and you want to kind of push it to the forefront, and he's probably got more talent than some of the people you got playing ahead of him because that's why you drafted him so high, to, come, to upgrade your team. So, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, you wonder – uh, that, uh, you know, the Eagles in this situation don't, you know, they, they need to go out in this running back. They need to push him ahead. Uh, whoever they get in the second round, uh, they need to try to get them involved. Now, uh, looking at the, at the Eagles in the, at this situation, how do you guys feel about the, uh, the Tony Gonzalez situation? You know, they, they wound up, um, uh, you had the Kansas City Chiefs wound up trading him to the Falcons uh, for a second-round pick next year. Uh, Michael, what's your whole take on it? You hate to lose out on it, but a second's a little high. I, I think it is a little high. Even even Tony Gonzalez last year, or when they were just trying to get movement at the deadline or whatever it was, Tony Gonzalez said nobody's going to give up a thirty a second round pick for a thirty two year old tight end. He even said it. Well, now he's thirty three, you know, and somebody somebody did it. I, I do think it was a little high, but yeah, if you can look at it from the point of oh, the Eagles lost again, you know, they didn't go that extra mile. They didn't get you know. But again, and I, and I understand that. I'm, I understand I'm, I'm that. My, my thing is that they did show that three, though. They showed that they were willing to give up a three. Yeah, maybe they, if they're going to say we're going to give up a two, maybe, maybe that's what we can do, do to get Bolden. And if that's the case, then they made the right move. I'd rather use a two and something else to get Bolden. I mean, as much as I like Tony Gonzalez, but Bolden's a better player right now. Yeah, and I wonder how long you know Gonzalez is going to play. Uh, Bob, your comments on it? I, I, I really think this Gonzalez situation was a lose-lose for the Eagles because they show, they show the three, and it doesn't work out. Uh, they get him for a two. But I think if the Eagles would have said, okay, we'll give up that two, then you'd have people yelling and screaming that you gave up too much. You just traded for a 33-year-old tight end, but you, know, you wouldn't keep the 34-year-old Trey Thomas or the 34-, 35-year-old Brian Dawkins. I think you'd have people up in arms. Why is he worth a second-round pick, but we couldn't keep Dawkins? I think I think from beginning it was a lose lose. So you think they they shouldn't and never even showed interest. Well, I mean, putting the three out there, you had to. I think because he is he's worth a three. If they'd have given up a three, that'd have been great. But uh, but if they'd have given up that two, I mean, people have said, yeah, we got Gonzalez. Yeah, that's great. But now uh, they'll go into the season um, uh, with with the you know you got Brent Selleck. 
Uh, you could have Schobel, who, you know, he can catch the football, but he's not, not much Schobel, and, and And they're going to get uh, <laughs> another tight end. Now, uh, when they go into the season, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, how much if they can find a rookie that they can jump on the field. If it's not Pettigrew, you know, how soon should they draft a tight end uh, if they don't draft one in the first round? What, what would you guys say that, you know, uh, should they be open to uh, using a second-round pick on the tight end or, or a fourth-round pick? What do you guys think? Well, I think it's like what Bob said. As long as you like them at that pick, as long as they're worth it, you know, I don't think they should take a tight, a tight end in round two just to take one if the guy's not worth it. Um, you know, they're the ones that did all their scouting and things like that. They'll know that. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't take one just to take one. If that means fourth, whatever, fine. Uh, they, they do need to add another one, though. But maybe if they're, gee, if they're like you and they think it's more important to add a blocking tight end, well, I don't know. I, I think, spend a two on that. I think you can get a blocking tight end late, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. So I wouldn't spend guys, a two on a blocking that's tight why, end. I think that they could get, uh, and you know, and I would have liked to have seen, you know, go ahead and upgrade and get and get a tight end to come and take a Shovel's job because, you know, you, you you need some tight ends that can block. Either that, or you're going to use some of the extra tackles out there. But you can't have short yardage. Well, you can't get a short yardage. I mean, you're supposed to have a great offensive line, but you can't get third and one when teams have been doing that for years. But anyway, we'll continue on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmerica.com. Uh, talking about the Eagles and talking about the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a sheriff's sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals that have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb with you on... Cobb in the house. I'm on BoardsAmerica.com, and uh, we're talking with uh, Michael Warren and uh, Bob Cunningham, and we're talking about the, the Eagles draft as they uh, prepare uh, to get started with that draft tomorrow. Now, uh, if they if they go ahead and they, uh, you know, they're going to try to address, of course, the running back position. Uh, they will try to address tight end position. Uh, what, what else would you say that um, you'd be happy? You'd like to see them get. Um, Maybe you even know of a player, maybe somebody that uh, is uh, not well-known that you might like to see them take a look at. Uh, Micah, you have uh, any thoughts uh, yeah. on that? A couple positions, actually. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill him if they took another defensive end. Frank Cole, to me, wears down. Um, we still don't know exactly what Abby Miri is. I mean, he's their biggest defensive end, so that's nice. Um, you know, Juquay Thomas is nice. I mean, do they have anybody you love? I not... I don't know. I, I like Trent Cole, but what happened, happened to Brian Smith? He's he, he's over there too. Well, let's, you know, I haven't seen anything from him. I mean, is he getting bigger? Is he going to have a chance to play? I mean, is he going to be with Joe Mays on the bench all year? Um, so I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem if they had another defensive end to the mix. Okay, so another defensive end. Okay, with the Sheldon situation, depending on what they think of it, and I don't know exactly uh, where they are with that. Uh, you can always throw another corner in there. Another safety, if you like. But, I mean, I, I'm not saying do this high, but, you know, just throughout the draft, I, I think these are positions that would work. Okay. All right. So, you know, um, uh, Bob? Uh, I think uh, DB is a place they need to they need to draft. I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen with the corners. I mean, you know you have Asante, and he's the Pro Bowl guy. You don't know how Sheldon's going to play, because they're not getting rid of him. I don't believe that for a second. And then you have Hanson, who played well last year, but, you know, has been a, kind of a scrap heap guy in the past. Then you have Ikaguanu, who is a huge question mark. You have no idea what he can even do. So I think you need to draft at least one more corner. Okay. Yeah, and Ica, that, that's a, a good But Ikaguanu, his upside is huge. I mean, he was a potential first-round pick before he shredded his knee. You know, to get him in the fourth, if he turns out he can play, they, they made a really, really good re, um, you know, gamble on him in the fourth. Uh, so if you, you say uh, a defensive back, uh, and a, a defensive end. Uh, what about offensively? Um, you know, what the, you know if they go running back, tight end. Uh, where else? What, what what else could they do? Uh, 
offensively. Uh, I, you could add another interior lineman to the mix. Um, and you know they love to do that. If they find a guy they like, they'll throw him in there, absolutely. Um, I know people are going to say wide receiver. I just, yeah, go ahead. I, I, don't, I just don't see. I, I think he'd be getting very, very lucky to have a wide receiver come in and do anything as a rookie. They are so lucky with Deshaun last year. Yeah, that that is uh, well lucky. Whatever they were right, and and that's and you know and that's the big thing about the draft is trading this guy, that guy, all over the place. Look, you better be right. All the other stuff really doesn't matter because you can stockpile picks and, and and get the wrong guy. You can trade up and get the wrong guy. You can go back and get extra picks and and draft the wrong guys. <laughs> that, yeah, you know what? A perfect example is uh, Bob mentioned the Ricky Williams trade. Shouldn't that have been like a Herschel Walker style thing that pushed Washington over the top? They drafted terribly with those. Yep, that's right. The exception Bailey. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, that that's what really is to me. That's why it's so important that look, trading around all that stuff. Hey, uh, look, you probably say uh, you know well, you know you uh, you can't give up like you guys are talking about the you know, third round, second round, third round pick, and all the stuff with Gonzalez. Well. It's not really third or not really second or third round pick. It's a player that you're going to get with that pick. That that second pick, second round pick, could look great, but it depends who that player that you get. And he could be the wrong guy, and you basically have wasted that second round pick. Uh, same thing with the third round pick. But you could take a third round pick and get a guy like Brian Westbrook. And and that's why you, you can't say enough about the the guys that are good drafters. Who do you think are the best drafters in the NFL uh, right now? Um, you know, looking at going into this draft, uh, Michael, you could go ahead and jump up with that first. Uh, you know, the guy that gets the most credit is Ozzie Newsom. I mean, if you look back at some of his drafts, you can criticize him too, but he always seems to, I mean, the draft guys, when he makes a pick, it's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest pick ever. You know, they, I mean, he does a good job. I like Ozzie Newsom. Belichick does a good job. Um, it's just such a crapshoot. You can look at everybody's resume and say, hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss. And, you know, the Eagles have actually done a pretty decent job drafting over the years. But, you know, everyone only remembers the ones they missed on. So, uh, mm-hmm. Bob? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Pats. I mean, you got two quarterbacks now who are going to be starting. You got a guy in Tom Brady you got in the sixth round, a guy in Matt Castle you got in the seventh round who you just got a, a second-round pick for. So, I mean, it seems like anywhere the Pats pick, it's it's gold. Well, they have been very good. I mean, and, um, you know, that's. What has kept them, you know, flying high? I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, well, really, you could just live off of Brady alone you know, to grab him that late in the draft. Yeah, that, guy, that gets a you a guy could take him and go to the Hall of Fame as a picker just by getting him. Yeah. <laughs> that late. Go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say, Micah? No, I was agreeing. But, I mean, even that, sixth-round pick, that means every team in the league almost passed on him six times, at least five times. And, and, that, you know, and that's my point. See, this is my point about the draft. Now, that's why, you know, you know, all the hype, the hype, 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 and you got a guy in the sixth round who everybody saw, and he winds up being, you know, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, yeah, Terrell Davis, Rod Smith wasn't drafted. Uh, you know, Marcus Colston comes in as a seventh-round pick. Yeah. So, you know, it's such a crapshoot. And, I, uh, I know... and, and that's why, you know, all the draft, 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 that's why I say, you know, uh, you know oh, this is the third-round pick. What? Okay, you got a sixth-round pick to get a franchise quarterback who everybody's drooling over, sixth-round pick, and you say, well, you know, man, we, you know, hey, we couldn't give up a second-round pick for this guy. And, you know, and you got, 
you know, who, who, who in the second round, and, uh, and he's out, you know, who, who was out the door. So that's why, you know, uh, to me, I, I just get more and more uh, just, just down on the draft to where I'm going, like, I'm not getting excited about this pick or that pick because I don't know whether it's going to be used to get a guy that can play. You know, whereas yeah. you, know, you, could, you wind up with a guy late in, the, late in the draft or a free agent who comes in and plays and contributes. And uh, that, that's why, that, that's to me, it, it really makes Even though you, you, you still need to, need to do well uh, in the draft if you're going to build a team. You, you've got to uh, have some kind of system, uh, some type of formula for finding good players, and you've got you to be able to do that. Now, uh, so what do you guys think the Eagles are going to do? I mean, and, and, and you know, finally, uh, uh, the Eagles are going to do what, and what are they going to come out of it with? Uh, Bob, you could go ahead and go first. Uh, you know, I, I just have no idea. I, I really think, I think what the Eagles are going to do is just what they do every year. Uh, they're going to sit, they're going to take the best player on the board, or, you know, they've, they've had it where they see that one player who uh, they think can be something special, they think will fit in the system, they think they can mold, and they will trade multiple picks to move up and get him. But uh, I, I think outside of maybe one or two guys they do that for, I think they just stay put, take the best player on their board at that time, and I don't think we'll see anything too spectacular from them. Well, you yeah. know, with that thinking, is, is basically uh, all the work has been done. The, the real work is done when you, you do the evaluations and the ratings and uh, the, the rankings of those players because if you're going to stick, stick to that, and I will say this, Andy Reid is the kind of guy who's been disciplined about everything else, so he's pretty disciplined about, you know, making up a game plan and staying with it, and hopefully that game plan with, will net them some quality players, and who knows. You come out of that with, uh, you know, you might come out of that with Anquan Bolton, uh, you know, using that pick uh, that that would be astonishing, and, and would have a, a happy city if that were to happen. And uh, <laughs> uh, even though you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see whether it happens or not. But uh, you got the draft coming up, of course, and uh, you guys, um, you know, can join me on uh, uh, six ten WIP. I'll be on there tomorrow at seven thirty for all the draft coverage and everything, so you can check that out. But I want to thank uh, Bob and, and thank Mike. I thank you guys for joining me, and we'll do it again next week. G-Cop in the house on voiceamerica.com. You guys all have a good week and enjoy the draft. All right, you guys too. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.